Merry Christmas, everybody. How about, for real, just an acknowledgement, appreciation for everyone on the worship team and the tech team, hospitality team, showing up on Christmas Eve. A few other things I just want to acknowledge. Uh, the video I have now seen uh, like five or six times, uh, but uh, Charlie Boyd had not seen it until tonight. And I knew that. And so I, from my seat, could spend my entire time watching you watch it, which was fantastic. I love it. It's one of my favorite things, watching Charlie watch that. And also, Madeline, just a great, when there was that uh, awkward misunderstanding between your fake parents, you did great. You do what kids do when their real parents are doing that all the time. And so I thought you did a wonderful job. Uh, one of the things that I love about Christmas is that so uh, many of us celebrate this time of year in, in different ways with our own traditions and foods and rituals and memories that make this time of year so special for us. If you follow Fellowship Greenville on any of the social media platforms, and if you don't, you should, there was a video that came out a couple of days ago uh, about how our staff team celebrates the holidays. They went around and videoed a bunch of folks talking about that. And I loved watching it because it was another reminder of the uniqueness of each person and family in regards to something that we that we all celebrate. As a matter of fact, let's do this, just a quick interactive survey. We'll do it show of hands. And I know that I can't see you in auditorium two or at home online, but just play along because other people can observe you. Let's do this, just show of hands. If you are an exclusively white lights on your tree family, put your hand up. Okay. Multicolored lights on your tree. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, Festivus pole, and that's all you're going with? My people, good. What about this, new Christmas pajamas each year? Anybody doing that these days still? Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas pajamas where everyone is forced to take an awkward picture. Is that out there? And you put it on social media, super awkward, okay. Uh, what about this, one present allowed to be opened on Christmas Eve? Heard from a young man earlier who was the deal, yeah. Uh, show of hands, disappointment because at an early age you realized it was always gonna be the pajamas that you were <laughs> opening. Big bummer, yeah, yeah. Christmas cards, show of hands. You sending out Christmas cards? We're still doing this? Okay, yeah. We received the Malones. We received some really nice ones. Uh, show of hands if you realize that stamp prices are way up and so you save the money and simply put a picture on Facebook and Instagram and say, we care about you, but we don't care enough to take out a small loan to buy stamps. <laughs> yeah, that's the way we're doing it now. All right. Uh, what about this? I don't know if people, are people still doing this? Going caroling with family and friends? Who's still going caroling? Anybody out there still going caroling? Not a lot of us, right? What about this? Realize the greatest gift you could ever give is not showing up at people's homes uninvited and singing. Yes, that's me. Mm -hmm. Decorate your home like Clark Griswold. Anybody? Anybody? See, that's not surprising, right? That you would holler about it like that because... Have a neighbor who decorates like Clark so you tell your kids just to look outside and enjoy the commitment of someone else. That's me, this is my world. I had fun, right? I was just sitting around thinking about all these things and jotting them down, I loved it, I love it. For so many of us here today, this is the most wonderful time of year and yet, for so many others here today, this is actually a really difficult time of year. Even this past Sunday, Charlie taught and as he closed the service, he asked if there was anybody here who was walking through difficult and hard things, would they simply raise their hand up and he wanted to pray for them and pray over them. And he said that there were many hands that went up 
I think a tendency that we all have at times is to think that everyone is where we are, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. But as Charles Dickens puts it, Christmas is the best of times and the worst of times. It's the season of light and the season of darkness. It is the spring of hope and the winter of despair. And what he acknowledges is what we all feel at different times. And for many of us, especially this time of year, everything isn't currently as it should be. As a matter of fact, a little insight, uh, one of the challenges of being a pastor is sitting with you in these types of moments. All of us together, yet knowing that while we're all here together, we are actually in many different places. For those of you that have multiple people living under your roof, you can identify with this. You walk in the door at times and it would appear that maybe your spouse is in one place, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, only to turn the corner and see one of your kids and it's obvious they're in a different place, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and then you see another kid and they're in a different place and you're just like, maybe just tiptoeing around a little bit and trying to figure it out. It's kind of like that, just with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And while that can seem a bit overwhelming at times, what I love about what we get to do each and every time that we come together and why I think it is so important that we regularly gather together, whether it be on a Sunday morning, whether it be in our community group or on a special occasion like this Christmas Eve, what I love is that we have the opportunity to collectively focus on the one who meets us where we are no matter where we are. We come together to behold the one that is unchanging in the midst of constant change. We lift our voices to the one who is what we need, no matter our need, because he is all we need. We have been in the season of Advent, a time of year when the church has historically focused on the coming of Jesus Christ in flesh as a child. The word advent means coming or arrival. And it's a time to not only celebrate Jesus Christ's first coming, but we also get to anticipate and celebrate his coming again, because that's where we all find ourselves. We find ourselves in the in-between. As one author said, we stand between two proclamations. God has come and come Lord Jesus. The first grounds our confidence that the second will be answered. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus shapes our hope in the return, reign, and renewal to come. So 700 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah was given a series of visions of what God's promised servant would be like what he would ultimately accomplish. These compelling visions and words from Isaiah, they were meant to incite and strengthen the hope and the joy and the peace of those that were listening as they anticipated the arrival of Jesus. And guess what? December 24th, 2021, these same words from the prophet Isaiah strengthen our hope in the midst of uncertainty. They offer us joy no matter our current circumstances. And they bring us peace in the midst of a chaotic world. 
as we anticipate his return for us. Even though it's been read, I wanna read it one more time. Isaiah 9, verse two says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. And when you read uh, the word darkness, you can actually read the words um, evil and ignorance. So they have walked in their evil ways They have walked in their ignorant ways, but a light has come. They have seen a great light and that light is incredible because of the dark hopelessness. Maybe I could explain it a little more if we just went back into Isaiah eight. I just wanna read these verses to you. It says this, they will pass through the land greatly distressed and hungry. And when they are hungry, they will be enraged and they'll speak contemptuously against their king and their God and turn their faces upward. And they will look to the earth, but behold distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into thick darkness. So get a load of this. People were looking to the things of the world to make sense of the darkness all around them. And that way of thinking and looking at life has always been, and sadly still is for so many. People can't save themselves no matter how hard they try or what they attempt to come up with to save themselves. And into a world where that is what is constantly taking place, the prophet Isaiah says, a light has shone. Hope has broken in. Or as Pastor Tim Keller is now quite famous for having said, Christmas is telling us that we could never get to heaven on our own. God had to come to us. You see, the beauty of light and the beauty of hope in the midst of darkness is only true to the degree that these characteristics of the one who is our light and our hope actually meets us where we are. They they, they have something to say to us. In other words, these names that I will read momentarily, these titles express who Jesus is and they express what Jesus has come to do for you, for me for anyone that would follow him. No matter where you find yourself today, maybe I can say it this way, these are true of him and they are available to you through him because it's who he is. Isaiah 9, 6 says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Man, I'm not gonna unpack each of those words, but I'm thankful. Here's what I'm thankful for in regards to them. Each description of his name corresponds to what has actually led to our despair and darkness apart from him. Think about it with me. He is our Wonderful Counselor. That's his wisdom to our folly. He is our mighty God. That is his power to our weakness. He is our everlasting father. That's his love to our alienation. He is our prince of peace. That's his peace to our brokenness. And there are days and there are weeks and there are months and there are seasons of life when these characteristics of who he is show themselves to be exactly what we need to navigate the brokenness of this world. And so we can all walk in today, no matter our current situation, and celebrate and proclaim that Christ came and in doing so changed everything. 
And we can also, because of who he is, expectantly, longingly wait for his return because we know things aren't as they should be or as they will be. He is our light and he is our hope for the in-between. So not knowing exactly where each of you sit today, but knowing that people are in many places when they walk into a room like this, may I lovingly encourage you with this. In a world where everyone has opinions and advice about all the things and are quick to offer their thoughts and the best way to succeed and navigate life, you are invited to follow the wonderful counselor. He is wisdom. In what has turned out to be another year of exhaustion, tiredness, weariness, overwhelmness. You are held in the hands of the mighty God. He is strength. In a season where you might most tangibly feel the loss of a loved one, relationships that are frayed, misunderstood by those that you feel should understand you the best. You are cherished by the everlasting Father. He is love. In a time of continual verbal sparring, ungracious judgment of others, ongoing turmoil, endless war and injustice, you are comforted by the Prince of Peace because he is peace. And my prayer for us, as I knew we would all be gathering today, is that you would not simply walk into a Christmas Eve service to acknowledge Christmas, but that you would, if given the opportunity, actually respond to it given the opportunity even for just these few minutes that we would contemplate if there actually is congruence between what we proclaim on this Christmas Eve and how we actually are living our lives, how we walk through life. So to those of you here today who would claim to love and follow Jesus and acknowledge that he is wisdom, strength, love, and peace, that you would examine life to see if you are living, how you are living actually matches what you say. That would be a part of responding to the truth of Christmas. It would be a part of responding to who Jesus is. And that would possibly mean acknowledging upon reflection that maybe you have given yourself lately to trying to earn your way in this world so that others would be proud of you, think you are worthy of their affection, love you more, respect you most, all while actually not living into the reality that you are loved by an everlasting father. Or maybe that the constant state of fear you're living in in actuality proclaims that God is not mighty. Or that while we say God gives us wisdom as we hear from the spirit of God through the word of God, that maybe, just maybe, lately, 
all the news and latest hot take on every subject has actually become your counselor. And as a result, there is no peace in your life. Or maybe for some others that you would contemplate if, this is actu- if all of this is actually just uh, culture for you. Think about it for a moment. For some of you, the incongruence of showing up to a Christmas Eve service to sing about the God of the universe appearing in human form to redeem mankind, thus inviting you to follow him with your life. If you're honest, what you might say is, actually, Jason, even though I believe that is true, I have settled for a momentary, potentially yearly Christmas Eve service for the sake of tradition or nostalgia or maybe just to appease my family. Now here's the beauty of the moment as we're gathered. No matter where we find ourselves today, confused and in need of wisdom, that's some of us, weary and in need of strength, that's some of us, lonely and in need of true love, that is some of us, restless and in need of peace, that's some of us, discouraged because we know that we've been looking in all the wrong places for what only God can give, that's some of us, ashamed because we know that we cling to and follow tradition more than we follow Jesus, that's some of us, that no matter where you find yourself, that there is actually hope for all of us and hope has a name, Emmanuel, God with us. And you see the difference between simply coming to a Christmas Eve service versus truly responding to Christmas is the difference between enjoying your favorite carol and a cup of hot chocolate versus realizing that you currently are in a room full of people that are actually here just proclaiming their neediness. Merry Christmas. A group remembering and proclaiming that we could never save ourselves. It sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A group celebrating neediness. But that neediness has had its need met in and through Jesus. This is our hope. And just as a refresher from Isaiah 9-2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light and those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them has light shone. The light didn't come from within them. It wasn't because they tried harder to do better. They weren't smart enough, brilliant enough, kind enough, good enough. What does it say? It shone on them. It came from the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, Jesus Christ, who would years later say with his own lips, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We are a needy people who have had our need met in Jesus. Merry Christmas. We stand between two proclamations. God has come and come Lord Jesus.
The first grounds our confidence that the second will be answered. So we wait, we anticipate, we hope. We are a community of grace living in the in-between, passionately pursuing life and mission with Jesus. That's what this is. And I know we have guests here with us tonight. You might have questions about what you're hearing us talk about. It's really interesting, uh, modern technology, there's a QR code in front of you on a seat. You can click that and it'll take you to our website where you can learn more about having a relationship with Jesus all these things that we actually are talking about this evening. I have a favorite, uh, I have a favorite in-between song, <laughs> as I like to refer to it. And I asked Matt if he would this evening, just as a closing prayer over us, to sing this as we wait as we wait with hope.